More than a dozen different books, including the Eastern Orthodox Bible and the Koran, were used last week to swear in new members of Congress, though they should have drawn the line at being sworn in on Fifty Shades of Grey. Chelsea liked that one. <laughs> Kim Kardashian and Kanye West announced they're expecting their fourth child via surrogate. Kanye said after his last meeting with Trump, it just reminded him how much he loves babies. 51,000 TSA agents are currently working without pay. Fortunately, there are 51,000 people who are in it for the pure joy of groping strangers. Mm. President Trump gave a televised speech tonight about what he calls a crisis at the border. The speech couldn't have been less tolerant unless the event was hosted by Kevin Hart. And finally, it's day 16 of the government shutdown. Well, I guess it's inspiring to see that someone is sticking to their New Year's resolution. And the Trump Report starts now. You're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz Oh, that's right. Welcome back to the Trump Report. Welcome to 2019. Thanks for staying up late for us here on the Trump Report. I'm Christian Blatt. Returning triumphantly, Chelsea Galicia. Yes, hello. Happy New Year. I, I feel like I haven't seen you in forever, and it's about a month, so yeah. that's practically missed forever. You. Missed the show. Thank you. Uh, I've missed the show. Tamara, just kidding. Uh, I missed you too. It's a little joke. Uh, Tamara, it's, it's still. I still feel like I haven't seen you in a while. It's been a few weeks been as a well. While. Yep. And thank you uh, for being here. And uh, thanks for the funny Loved up top. That Kevin Hart punchline. Uh, well, I think bit, I think I fun. added an extra word to one of the other ones as well. But uh, that's all right. It's, we're rusty. We're, we're yeah. like a few weeks off. That's all right. We'll get Plus, back. It's past our bedtimes. You yeah, know, it's uh, it's nine thirty Pacific time. And we know that means it's after midnight for those of you on the East Coast. So uh, thanks for staying up late. Uh, I'm going to actually start with a rare comment from the chat because our friend Storgeard Resident says, waiting five hours for this show. Great Trump speech while we were waiting. So thank you, Storgeard Resident, for one, for waiting. And he says, build the wall and I don't care who pays for it. Um, I think that uh, that's a nice way to boil down uh, President Trump's uh, eight minutes. Uh, I- I'm going to just sort of, uh, I'll ask both of you what you thought of it. I thought that it was overly prepared, it was poorly read, and he looked so uncomfortable on TV. And then Schumer and Pelosi spoke, and I was like, man, he was great. He was so (laughs) loose and seemed natural. Uh, There's a lot of memes already going around. My favorite was someone did some Photoshop. They put Dracula next to the Bride of Frankenstein. And I was like, I mean, I think that those two were a little bit livelier than uh, uh, Schumer and Pelosi. And that's sort of the point. Is like all they really need to do is just come off – Seeming slightly normal, but I guess when you've been a politician that long, you're just not capable of it. Uh, Chelsea, your thoughts on the speech and the rebuttal, and then I'll ask you a follow up in a second. Oh, 
Exciting times. I almost asked you three questions in a row, and I felt like that was too many. I was surprised how short it was, because I thought that he would take it upon himself to just riff after a while. Will the judges allow me to throw a, that's what she said, or is it probably not appropriate? Because it's 2019, and I don't know if we've moved past that. I would love for us to have moved way past that. Fair enough. That's why I asked, (laughs) and uh, the only judge who matters uh, answered. Uh, Yeah, before it started, they said it was going to be, well, because it had been written ahead of time, they said it was going to be about eight minutes. I think it was like nine and a half. It just shows that, you know, reading is fundamental, kids. Mm-hmm. I, but I, I didn't hear anything in there that I heard, hadn't heard before. Um, a lot of the same, you know, well, fear. Call, calling the wall almost exclusively a barrier, that's a little new. You okay. know? Is he, uh, he didn't use the word wall till like, the end. He's like, the barrier's the wall, I gotta go. Right, okay. So, yeah, I'll I'll give you that. Yeah, and conceding like, oh, because the Democrats want it to be steel, I'm willing to do steel. That's interesting. Um, the, the facts were very, and I use that term loosely, I was actually did air quotes under the desk. I'm not sure what use that is to do air quotes under the desk. But the facts that he recited are, as usual, misleading. And as I sat there, I... I, I imagined, what if this was a speech that he was giving on gun violence? Like, if he was that passionate about the number of people that are dying and, you know, providing safety for Americans and all, it, it would have been a, actually, I would have been like, yes, this is a great speech because, yes, we do need to look at this like a crisis. And um, it is a humanitarian crisis. And he did take a, a vow to protect Americans. And there are thousands of needlessly lives needlessly lost lives not needlessly lives but you know all of this all of these same arguments would make sense if you were making a speech about gun control so i i thought that maybe both sides of the aisle could sort of come to understand each other if they looked at it from that perspective like what the republicans are saying about the wall is what democrats are arguing about um gun control and gun violence so i I gave myself creativity points for seeing something mm-hmm. in that. And then I was really disappointed with the uh, Democrats' response. And I feel like it might be a theme of mine that I say that I'm disappointed by the Democrats. Um, the reason I was disappointed was because they also didn't actually rebut the specific facts uh, that were discussed. They spoke in generalities of the same talking points that we've heard over and over which are fair, yeah, but I mean, not I, really I, I entertaining. I think the, the commentators on, and, and we'll talk about some of the fact-checking uh, after uh, Tamara gets to weigh in, uh, they were all able to do some fact-checking. So uh, obviously their speech was prepared, but I, I mean, I understand how a teleprompter works. You can rewrite it uh, pretty close up until they start reading it, and even as they're going, you can actually change it. So if you wanted to just add... You know, there's a lot of facts but, that we have to check, but here's one that's wrong. Just give them one or two. I mean, here's a very she, simple I, I, one. The heroin that comes across the southern border, it actually comes through ports of entry. So it doesn't, won't be stopped by a wall if it's coming through where people are legally coming through. That's not going to stop the drugs. It and is if, It is if you deputize the wall as a DEA agent. But what were you going to say, Tamara? I was going to say, I believe the very first thing Nancy Pelosi, they didn't specifically say... Um, Okay, as far as the murders and the rapes and everything that he cited as as the these like tremendously like heart wrenching things, you know, there's nothing specifically. But I believe the first thing that Nancy Pelosi said was, once again, facts have been 
um, unchecked and misleading and things like that. She, she did say that right off the bat, but then also, but yes, nothing was specifically but, addressed. Right, after but that. then no facts to correct the. Yeah, I, and I don't know if that's facts just or you half know, lies. in an eight eight minute. Maybe that was a lot shorter than they were expecting, so they, sh- they didn't have time I, to. I, I don't think. Like, I don't know. I mean, I was reading articles today, and they were all pre fact checking. Yeah, I and, mean, you you can you can write cue cards and just like here's one fact that we've checked, you know. And I, I don't know. I mean, I think that. Look, they've both been elected officials longer than any of our lifetime, and you'd think that they would be comfortable reading. You'd think that they would be flexible enough that you could throw something at them to just say, like, hey, point out this one thing, because they, as I said, will go through some of the the actual fact-checking. The other question I wanted to ask you, Chelsea— how excited were you to hear that uh, Bernie did a rebuttal? Well, I was so bummed that I heard about it so late that I didn't have you time to seen watch it. Yet. it. I know. So, but that, uh, if I, if I'm I surprised know you're not Bernie watching all, it right now. I know that's true. If I know Bernie at all, he's talking about how the real crisis is about climate change and how many people don't have health insurance and how many people are, I don't know, maybe talking about how many people are dying of uh, our failure to control, um, you know, guns and you know. All sorts of things that if you look at the numbers and of what kills Americans, um, it's like bad diet, bad air, guns. Well, those are the Bernie's not are- a big anti-gun guy, though, because he wants to get elected in Vermont. So that is his one issue that but if doesn't we're, if fit we're into looking that at the numbers, Lockstead. like I, I, I dare to go over and listen to Fox. And I knew, News. I knew if I mentioned if I mentioned Bernie, we would we would go down a little side avenue. But that's all right. It but, seems but, relevant to the conversation. But, so, so the the. The emphasis is on uh, about how many American lives are lost because of illegal immigrants. And I, 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 I'm quoting this from Hannity, you know, Jesus of the right. You mean that, uh, that liberal shill, Sean right. Hannity? Right. He said 4,000 lives lost in the last two years. Well, okay, that is a big number, but 70,000 people died from overdoses in 2017. And now people are going to say, oh, but those drugs... Heroin came from the South. Well, actually, people became addicted to heroin because they started on legal um, uh, pain medications that were pushed by doctors and actually by the drug makers. So, I mean, if we really want to protect more Americans, let's take um, Purdue and uh, hold now that, you know, corporations are people and take them to trial for, you know, mass murder of 70,000 people in one year. Um, you mean those, Purdue, the chicken company? No, they're also a pharmaceutical oh. company. Is it the same company? I don't believe yeah, yeah, so. No, it is. Yeah. Is this? So no. it's I have no idea, chickens actually. that are, well, let me go through some of the, uh, the uh, fact checks. Uh, let's see. So uh, as as Chelsea pointed out, yes, government statistics show much of the heroin actually comes not over the unguarded border, border but through uh, ports of call. Uh, let's see. The number of illegal border crossings has been going steadily down over the past 10 years, despite President Trump's assertion that they are on the rise. And the government reports that there is more outward traffic than inward traffic. So that's really what the, the, the wall should be doing, preventing Americans from going into Mexico. That's actually that that reminds me. Trump said that uh, weapons were coming through the border. Weapons actually guns go down. He's forgetting how the this drug market works. It's money and drugs go south. 
No. Money and weapons go south, drugs come north. And the drugs come north because of the strong demand for them. So if we help Americans curb their appetite for drugs, then that will ruin the demand. I mean, you're trying to get everybody to be vegetarians more likely to be successful than getting us to give up our drugs. We need our drugs. The, so, you know, how are we going to so get through life without them? Am I right, Tamara? Am I right? No, no. What, what are you saying? <laughs> if people want their drugs, then let them have their drugs. Let's uh, But let's, let's have... Stop. American-grown, locally-sourced heroin. Let's not import... I only buy my crack at farmer's markets. Good for you. Right. So, yeah. This is Uh, the kind of progress that I I, believe is good for America. I just want to get through a few more of these points. Uh, As for the trade deal President Trump mentioned with Mexico that would pay for the wall, the trade deal is not complete. And while President Trump claimed law enforcement professionals have requested the $5.7 billion funding for the wall... It was actually the president who requested it himself, and he who said that uh, he'd be responsible for the shutdown. These uh, fact checks uh, come from the Fox News Channel. So uh, very interesting. Yeah, well, it's Shepard Smith, and they're very quickly to oh. disown him, you know, for a lot of reasons. <laughs> but one of them being that uh, he might not be in lockstep. Uh, I'm, I'm sure Sean Hannity came to re-fact check. Uh, what Shep had to say. One of the other things I kept hearing from Fox News mm-hmm. over and over, besides their outrage that people were calling this a manufactured crisis, and they kept saying, how do you tell that to the family of this person and the family of that person? Um, that's not a response to whether this is a crisis or not. But if we want to talk a crisis, of course, let's talk about the things that are really ca- killing Americans. But they kept saying... Kanye. Oh, that's one thing. Okay. They kept saying over and over... Killing them? I mean, he's doing damage. Yeah, but, you know, makes you want to kill yourself, kills you. It's the same thing. One of the points that they kept bringing up over and over again was the fact that Hillary and Biden and everybody voted for... (laughs) Hillary's like, what? (laughs) I know. Yeah, I mean... Voted for... Biden says that he's the only one who can run for president. Uh, We'll talk about that later. But Hillary's just like... what I'm just I keeping my head down. Like, come on. That back in 2006 and 2013, that these people all voted for a wall, and the right. only reason that they've changed their mind is just because it's Trump. Right, and they've they voted for a wall that's there, and there is funding. It was not for a wall. It was for fencing, right. and it was well, for the I mean. other things. That so that's the barrier the, that's the there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Oh, I was just going to... Well... Should I just weigh in on my... Yes, <laughs> please do. Now? So, okay. The uh, the speech in general, yeah. uh, I'd say from a comedian standpoint, it's very <laughs> disappointing when uh, somebody announces a new special and then all they're doing is just reciting their old material. That's always very disappointing. There was nothing new that Trump said that he hasn't already tweeted. Well, he even um, brought back sniffing a lot, which he I hadn't heard him do in a while. He was a little sniffly in it and uh, because I was actually listening to the the audio on, uh, of CNN, uh, I, it was just like, I, it was really heightened. I'm just like... I guess so, because I didn't know. It's, yeah, yeah, I was yeah. like doing other things as I was listening to it. I didn't notice that. Um, but I do think that he, the commentators on CNN after the speech said that, I don't remember which one said this, but I do think this is absolutely true, and that Using it, saying barrier now instead of wall, claiming that the Democrats want steel, that uh, that so he's he's going with steel because that's what the Democrats yeah. wanted. Better not nobody, be Chinese steel that said, has tariffs on it. Nobody said anything about that. But what he's doing from his, you know, he's great at marketing is that he he's not, we're not going to get he's not going to get a wall. He's going to claim that the fencing that is already in place by using things like barrier and. Um, 
claiming um, he's he's changing his verbiage so that he will claim success in 2020. He will say like I said that we're there we would have barriers and we do look where we have them. They're made of uh, steel and this and that. And he's he's rebranding this idea of the wall to make it sound successful for him because. He's not going to get a concrete wall from sea to sea like his original campaign promise. No, uh, and this is uh, definitely something that was brought up, and uh, it was also on CNN, and I don't know who to give the credit to, but it was such a salient point. I mean, I'm going to steal it, but I'm saying that I'm stealing it. Uh, They did make the point that if he were to try and build the wall that he's talking about, you would have to, along the border in especially Texas and also in Arizona, you would have to declare eminent domain on ranch land. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, especially a state like te- Texas, you know, the uh, we're ready to secede from the union at the drop of a hat. You know, th- that's yeah. not they a had... state where you're going to have that kind of interference. Like, yeah, we're building this wall on your land that, yeah, we get it, you own it. But now we're telling you that there's going to be a wall here. A Republican governor of Texas the, yeah, isn't going to rep- Well, the Republican representative of West Texas, Hull, I think, was his last name um he his district covers um from like el paso to like the basically a third of the entire southern border of the united states is his district and he's a republican and he was like nobody wants this wall anybody that has any knowledge about the border does not want this wall does not think it's a good idea um and the reason that the ball the, the fencing that was in the um, acts back from 2006 and 2013 didn't actually get implemented is because the Department of Homeland Security was like, actually, fencing doesn't make sense in all these places. So there was an amendment that was introduced by Ted Cruz's predecessor that said that they don't have to do the fencing and all that in areas where they deem that it doesn't make sense. And that's why we don't have it. So, And it was also a lot less money than $5 billion. It was about... Well, a billion dollars. So. I want you to finish but, your thought, Tamara. Well, and I, w- I just also want to go back to the, the the fact checking. And I think the main one that needs to be checked is that claiming that illegal immigrants have committed all of these crimes when statistically we haven't, A, we haven't been able to accurately ascertain if these are true or not. Because when somebody's illegal, you cannot pinpoint them to... A lot of the crime statistics that Trump has cited in the past are from legal immigrants, not illegal immigrants. So to to make these sweeping claims about all these these horrible pull at your heart stings crimes that he he commented, there's they're so inaccurate because there's no way to to gauge them. And the statistics that we do have for recent immigrants and and the limited statistics that we do have on illegal immigrants all show that they commit far less crimes than legal citizens. And no matter how heinous these are, I don't know if they're any less heinous how people are shooting up movie theaters, churches, schools, uh, bars. Uh, I, I, I think that probably pulls at everyone's heartstrings probably just the same, and more people are impacted by that than illegal immigrants, which isn't to say that we should ignore this issue. I'm just saying that we should balance it with the priorities of things that are actually harming Americans. Right, exactly. And, I mean, the I, it's very easy to say that Democrats don't want this wall because they don't care about border security, even though they're saying, well, we do care about border security. And, and we, we try drones yeah. and, sci- and scientific technology that will better screen for, for drugs and, and things like that and better security yeah. and things. And, and they tried to pass 
you know, legislation that had come through the Senate and, you know, President Trump was ready to sign it. And then uh, it basically Ann Coulter told him he was a pussy if he if he didn't to fight for the wall. And he's just like, well, now I got to dig in. It's, I, I mean, that's the way I think that's the scenario that makes the most sense. Oh. I think that's exactly what happened because of the timing in which he's like, yeah, I'm not signing that. So they were all ready to sign this. Republicans were on board. And I, I, I mean, I understand, you know, look, Mitch McConnell is is a push a pushover. He's not what? really going to be the guy to take a stand to Trump. You kidding mm. me? He's just like, yeah, we're just going to just sit back and, you know, but if if they wanted to try and reopen the government, uh, they could. Um but what I wanted to really focus on is the the price tag. So it's 5.7 billion dollars. It seems like this go it goes up every time that somebody mentions it. And I I just remember a time when Republicans never wanted to spend 5 billion dollars on anything. You know, it was always like, look at the look at the Democrats. All they want to do is tax and spend. They want to spend 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 all this money. Oh, by the way, we need 5 billion dollars for a wall. And look, the government spends an obscene amount of money on stuff we don't need. But this is like a lump sum where you're just like, yeah, this is what we need it for. But that's I, only the first part. I mean, nobody has said that 5.7 was a total amount oh, yeah, that would be but, needed. I mean, even if it was, that's so much money to ask for to build something that, you know, he had a Republican Senate and Republican House. His wall didn't get built. You know, so what makes him think he's going to do it now? And clearly he knows that he's not going to do it now. It's just the difference is that now he's able to blame Nancy Pelosi as though it's it's her fault that it's not being built. You know, they they don't want to build it. He says, well, I'm not going to give it. I don't care how long we keep the government shut down. And I think the majority of the American people don't actually care if the government's shut down. If you don't work for the federal government, you're not directly affected, at least not right away. And so this is the longest one we've had so far because this Except is Except when people day. thought that we weren't going to get our tax refunds. Right, but then they told them we would get our tax refunds. So they're like, okay, I thought I was going to oh, care, okay. but now I don't. <laughs> See, and when I heard that we weren't going to get our tax refunds, I was like, well, does that mean I don't have to pay taxes either? Right. Should I just wait? You know, wait for it to reopen? It's like, oh, okay, you guys are open. So... That that's the sort of thing that it's like. All right, well, that would be that would be another three months. By the way, if we did get to uh, income tax uh, tax day. Well, I made my estimated tax payments a couple of days ago, so I, maybe I shouldn't have sent that in. Well, we don't all manage our finances as well as you, Chelsea. I'll be self-employed at a, people. I'll I'll be at H and R Block estimated. on April fourteenth. All right, that's how I that's how I live my life. Right. At, at eleven p.m., I'll show up with a bunch of receipts and an envelope and be like, "What should I do?" Yikes! Uh, what were you going to say, Tamara? I was going to say one thing that was the most shocking to me about this speech tonight was that I thought for sure he would announce a, an emer- state of emergency and sign that. And I think a, a lot of people were surprised that that didn't happen too. Yeah, I think that there was the expectation that he might, but I, I think that by the time he went to deliver the speech, I think everybody, <clears throat> the word was out that he'd been advised against it. Yes, I think but, if this goes a little... We know how well he well, listens to I, advice. There, I do think there's a couple people, and at, at any given time it changes who the people are, but there's a couple of people that he listens to. And I just have a hunch that one of them's Ivanka. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's only so many times that uh, she can, you know, get in his ear and tell him something. I but, think that's giving her perhaps too much credit. I don't know where you get this idea that it's it's coming from her. I don't. Oh, I don't mean I don't that this is. I just feel like that's one of the only people that, like, if you look at everybody, it's like, well, who, who's he, who's he going to listen to? You know, uh, Pence says just a joke. I just thought it'd be funny to say it. Um, but I think that. Uh, 
he's going to see how this goes. And, you know, from I think even Alan Dershowitz was like, this is not going to fly. And that's probably who he listened to on this. Yeah. At, at another, you know, I think that they, they want to see how it goes. And, you know, look from the optics standpoint of who looked better on television, he came off better than uh, than Pelosi and Schumer. But that's true. Oh, somebody said it looked like an opening of a Saturday Night Live skit. And I was like, oh, gosh, that was a good dig because for a second I thought that, too. That that's what uh, Pelosi and, and Schumer looked like. Mm-hmm. I, somebody just did, did a screen grab of it. And they, they said, like, is is Nancy Pelosi using a Snapchat filter? Just they looked weird. That's all it is. Both of them looked very it's a little unnatural. Overdone. Yeah. It was like it was like that American Gothic painting, you know, the it, farmer and his yeah. wife. The, yeah. And, and I don't want to be like making like no, makeup but, commentary. But Here's the, the thing is like it, it's so important what you look serious. like on television. Yeah. And like I said before, you just need to look a little bit normal when you follow Donald Trump. And then it's just like well, they're weird too. I, I don't I don't think I like anything anybody has to say. I saw Nancy Pelosi only briefly I could watch it on MSNBC sort of like a town hall with, you know, her as the new speaker or re-speaker, I don't know what we call that. Um and she is like she sounds like me trying to talk, um, but she's been in politics for a long time. Like every word was difficult for her to get out and she had to think very carefully and it was painful to watch. And I couldn't stick with it very long because I got as uncomfortable watching her as I get when sometimes I try and watch myself. And I, I just think that these people may, I don't know, need improv class or I, I don't know, Tamara, maybe. You can, well, I mean, I think that Nancy them. Pelosi. I think Nancy Pelosi is the band that should have stopped touring four or five years ago, oh. but they had she had a new album out, so she felt like she should go out on the road one more time. Uh, I, I think, look, I, I said before, uh, I said it before November that I just thought, you know, a, a fresh face for Democrats would go a long way. And, you know, maybe having somebody next to Chuck Schumer who was, you know, at least a little bit more engaging or photogenic than he was. But they just both, you know, they both looked like the paint on the wall behind them, you know, and, and were about actually as flags. They were about as interesting. Well, you know, it's just for that. Uh, but uh, I don't know, Tamara, to, to Chelsea's question, do you think that they, they should uh, join a Herald team at Upright Citizens Brigade and uh, start working on um, long-form improv? I, I say I'll be the first to sign up for their indie improv team. We can do shows <laughs> at 1130 at night in a bar in East Hollywood. Yeah, um, if they could just... I'm very good at Yes Andy, and I'm sure Chuck Schumer is too. <laughs> right. And just a little, somehow, I mean, I get that it's hard. I mean, I, I'd like to think in normal, everyday life I can speak without sounding as sort of uptight as I feel like I do when I'm, I'm on the show trying to get the right words out in the right order um, with the critical, you know, voice in the back of my mind correcting everything that I Hope just said and be like listening to this. what did you just Chelsea's but self-critique she, but she <laughs> but I I hope you know if you're in, in politics for as long as they have that there's there's some sort of training that they do you, so that they can you would think at this s- point in their lives they would be better at appearing on television that it was a, a huge opportunity uh, you know to be on nationwide well, like that and uh, I, I don't think they capitalized on it in any way, no. other than to say, like, hey, everything you just heard was a lie. But even if you were watching Fox News, as I pointed out, you were just told that already anyway. Even Fox News was like, yeah, there's a lot of stuff in there that was, uh, was not true. I watched Nancy Pelosi, um, uh, her swearing in and her first her first address as Speaker of the House, and I thought she was very eloquent and very... Um, 
there wasn't there wasn't anything lacking in in my opinion on, on seeing. I that. mean, my favorite part so, was when she pointed out that she lost two of the pages to her speech, but she read it anyway. I, I like oh, that, that part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That part was good. Mm-hmm. See the improv. Um, <laughs> but uh, and then the bringing up of the children, which was odd. But this, b- besides that, like I, I don't know, she can oh speak speaking. just fine as far as I'm concerned. Well, but I wish I because I was cleaning my I was actually taking down my Christmas tree as I was listening to the speech tonight and so I wasn't watching it I was only listening and I don't I I don't know what you guys are referring to. So, so you I were really focused, memes. you know, the, that's something to keep in mind, America, that the war on Christmas never ends. Mm-hmm. Tamara was waging it just a few hours ago. Sure was. I took down my Christmas tree yesterday. Uh, I want to get to, a before uh, Chelsea, you uh, chime in with your notes, there's a couple of comments from the chat I wanted to get in there. Uh, Shareable Texas, uh, apparently able to join us because of the late hour, says President Trump is like a friend-zoned dude trying to convince a woman that they're actually dating. So I thought that that was actually very funny. Our, our Scott Brown points out Will Hurd of the 23rd District oh, in Texas. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Shareable Texas also says, the only reason I want to be rich is so that Chelsea can help me manage my wealth. <laughs> There's a lot of there's a lot of reasons to be rich, well, and uh, there's actually, one right there. Actually, I help people who are not quite wealthy learn how to manage their money so that they can more easily become wealthy and hang on to it rather than lose it all like many a rich people do. And because we're giving so many shouts to Shareable Texas, he apparently also does Harold Improv. Anyway, uh, what were you going to say, <laughs> Sorry. Chelsea? Sorry, Shareable well, Texas. Well, it reminded me what uh, Tamara said when she was talking about children. And uh, one of the things that Trump said was that coyotes were, let me see, look at the line. Cause yeah, I they're actually always trying to kill roadrunners. Human pawns, uh, that women and children were, were human pawns by coyotes and gangs. Clearly, he doesn't know how this works. Uh, you hire a coyote to bring you over, and yes, the coyotes then do take advantage of people, including in uh, sexually abusing women that are coming over. I've heard that directly from the mouths of people who have made the journey across. But the that the coyotes and the gangs is the reason why they then came over by caravan. So if you don't like the coyotes taking advantage of people, then you understand the reason for this huge caravan because they felt that there was safety in numbers. Right. And uh, we don't hear much about the caravan, uh, but uh, I, I feel like they're just uh, hanging out in Tijuana, right? Still waiting. I mean, I haven't, I, yeah. I mean, this would have been amp time to give us an update on the caravan, but uh, I sure haven't heard. I would have really long. liked to hear what Trump thought of president, the new president of Mexico, his idea, which is, something that I've been talking about, trying to help these countries rebuild their infrastructure and their economies. They're probably going to have to need some help cleaning out the corruption that exists there. Um, But if we were to, God forbid, give some, I don't know if it's give some money, but actually go in there and help rebuild what we've destroyed, I realize that what comes to mind, even for me, is like Afghanistan. We destroyed it and then we're going back in and trying to rebuild it. And that is, by my understanding, pretty disastrous about the amount of money that we have wasted doing that. But I, I wish that there was a efficient way that we can go and help these countries rebuild, not because of some charity um, contribution, but because we really have destroyed these countries physically, economically, and that is why people are coming here. I think it was Trump who said that people are coming here because 
policies that we have encourage people to come here. Well, that's not it at all. It's that people are so desperate to survive and live that they are encouraged to come here. And another thing that Trump said about children was that he wants a humane way to return children to their homes, which is like completely ignoring the fact that he's the reason that they are taken from their parents. And also that it's similar to talking about like humane slaughter, because in other words, there's not really a humane way to do that because you're killing something. But to do so, to return these kids where they come from is very dangerous. There's a reason that they're fleeing there. Um, And I, I guess he just doesn't really get that, understand that, or care. And I could be on board with having some enthusiasm about border security if there was some real compassion about what's the real reasons and the real experiences of the people who are coming here and why, and some understanding of our history and the role that we as a country have had in why these people face the plight that they do. Uh, When you were speaking about the idea of giving, you know, some kind of aid and support to Mexico. I just feel like that country is so far gone with the levels of corruption that any kind of funds allocated to anything, it would sort of be like when we were sending aid to Somalia, and this is 25 years yeah. ago, and the warlords just took everything yeah. and kept it. Well, you know, and so I, I feel like it's like, oh, thanks for all this money. I'm going to buy a new car. Well, and no, I, would, I wouldn't pool. say giving money to Mexico. I was I'm using Mexico as an example because I know how corrupt that country Guatemala is Guatemala and Honduras, El Salvador. I don't know how we could do it. I don't know if we could ourselves go in and, you know, with the government's permission, go and rebuild roads. And um, I don't know. A lot of it does have to do with the corruption. But part of the corruption is, you know, due to us. Speaking of, anybody watch Narcos Mexico over their holiday break? No. To see? Oh, come on. I haven't haven't even watched, like, the three things I really want to watch. I only watched the Narcos Christmas episode. (laughs) Okay. Was there an island of misfit toys in there? (laughs) Yeah. One of the drug lords' nose lit up, and it was a whole... Yeah, but not for for the the reasons you wanted to. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) It's actually... It was a cry for help. Um, But, uh, no, I I haven't, and you've been telling us to watch it for a Can I count on you to get to that soon? No, absolutely not. I just, you know, I mean, I, it's, there, there's been a new season of Mystery Science Theater 3000 on Netflix since Thanksgiving. I even watched a minute of it. So that, that'll tell me. Because you've been watching Tidying Up with Marie Kondo instead. No, I'm not going to okay. tidy up anything. There was somebody I was, I don't remember who I was talking to, but I was talking to a, a lot Republican of Tiger's neighborhood. who was watching Narcos and was saying how much she enjoyed Narcos. And I was like, really? <laughs> but but the, the American version... Um, so, but I mean, I assume that that's just as informative as to the reality of the <laughs> the drug trade, right? It's the what it highlights amazingly is the corruption in governments. And yeah, some people I saw are like, "Oh my God, the Mexican government is so corrupt." I'm like, "Hello, were you watching the same show I was, where the United States government was just as complicit, purposely turning a blind eye, was cooperating, you know, just the same." Um, and again, I don't want to repeat all the ways that we've destroyed these countries economically, uh, including with NAFTA and things like that, all so that we can have, you know, cheap products and, you know, give our farmers a leg up, which is understandable. But then there's the consequences, <coughs> unintended consequences of putting other people out of work and putting them into even more dire straits than they were in before. 
Uh, I do want to spend a, a few minutes on uh, some of the other things, but let's uh, sort of uh, tidy this up for now. Uh, oh, hey, the, tidy up. I like that I reference, even, even it, though that wasn't on purpose. It wasn't that, See, natural it, improviser. You, you put, can't turn it off. Yes, that's true. Um, obviously, I was going to be quiet for a minute and stare <laughs> into the camera, but I'm like, that's not going to actually be as funny as I think it is. Uh, in any case, uh, I think that... Uh, I don't see much in the way of movement on the uh, government reopening because, like I said, I don't think that people care that much. Uh, there was a joke at the beginning of the show about TSA agents. It's a little bit of a problem, uh, but I think at some point, you know, they're all calling in sick right now. Uh, at least a lot of them are. Uh, at some point, you know, I mean, I know, uh, you know, Reagan was able to get uh, air traffic controllers to go back to work because they're not allowed to strike. So I, I feel like that's the sort of thing that'll happen. You'll sort of be forced to work for free. I don't quite know how that works, but uh, there's already he, a lawsuit. He'll figure it out, yeah. you know. Uh, and I, I think that for the most part, people aren't trying to use those services. It's going to be super inconvenient for the people that are trying to use it, that are trying to get things out of the federal government. People that are, you know, so if you're trying Loans. to go, if you're trying to go to Joshua Tree, you're out of luck. Mm-hmm. Sorry, because there's no one to clean the toilets. Like literally, that's the problem. Um, so I, I don't, but I don't, see, I don't see it ending. Uh, tomorrow or next week, you know, and uh, I I think that what would ultimately happen for some reason, the the Senate Republicans will have to feel like, yeah, we we, we have to get things going again. I, I think if they don't if they weren't to get paid, which I'm sure they get paid during government yes. shutdown. So if they were to not be paid, oh, uh, for sure, the needle would be moved immediately. Yeah, I don't know what happened yet, but yeah, it wouldn't mm-hmm. go on much longer. You know. Meanwhile, the LAUSD teachers are striking to no, it's today, Thursday. Yes. So a lot of people uh, out of work right now who wish they weren't. Right. Uh, so I don't know, uh, Tamara. Do you uh, do you see the end in sight? And and does today brought us any closer to anyone agreeing on anything? Well, I do think both Republicans and Democrats want to the uh, despite Trump's stubborn, you know, I will keep the government shut down for as long as it takes. Um, I think most Republicans are not rallying behind him on that one and want the government back open, want these employees who are living paycheck to paycheck to be able to uh, get a reasonable back on their feet. So I think I think both Republicans and Democrats want want to get it moving as fast as possible. I got the opposite sense. I got that that both sides are more entrenched after tonight. I thought that tonight was kind of a dud for Trump inspiring Americans to see it his way. But I clicked over to, you know, Fox News, like I said, and I watched, you know, even Lindsey Graham say this was the most presidential that I've ever seen this president. And this is worth the fight. And, yeah, we're sorry for the people. Take his face out of Trump's butt any day now. (laughs) Well, I mean, you know, it it ended up there uh, kind of unexpectedly uh, over the summer. Uh, So I think he's like, hey, I'm just I'm just going to ride this out. And and, and he seemed to, you know, this is worth the fight. And we're sorry to the people that aren't getting your pay checks but Hannity was like you'll get paid back anyway it's okay it's okay it's very interesting that he was very you know dismissive of people getting their paychecks late um when they're supposed to be the network of the little people against the elite I thought that was very interesting so I I don't see any any movement I think um this didn't move the needle either way 
Yeah, I mean, I I think that the, all the talk is like Trump can't give in because he he needs to have this as a win. He needs to be able to spin it as a win. But I, I mean, I don't see any reason for Democrats to be like, okay, we're going to give you this five billion dollar wall that we're we've already said you're not going to get. And you know, it's like it ultimately comes down to do people care that this wall is being built or not built? And uh, I don't know. I don't know how much people care about any of this. In all honesty, I mean, I think like, that if President you know, they're Trump, about the majority of the country, you know, if he felt that the majority <coughs> of the country was behind him on yeah. this, I don't know if he would have felt the need to do this. I mean, this isn't something he does often. This is the first time he's done this kind of um, speech while in office. So he must have felt that he needs to persuade more Americans to see it his way. I don't think he's feeling very confident that he's got the support of the country behind him. I think he thinks he's got his base behind him, but that's not enough to to get accomplished what he wants done. And so I think he, you know, thought that he would do do well with this. I think he I, was originally he planned to just kind of go off the cuff and just say what he felt and be very, you know, dramatic and entertaining that way and somehow somebody got to him and really clamped him down and got him to stick to the the speech which made it Ivanka yeah, uh, but yeah, I, I think that uh, it, you know, and, and and to Lindsey Graham's point, it's one of a handful of moments that at least you know it, it's it, it seems somewhat more presidential. You know, they, he didn't mispronounce any words. I'll give him that. <laughs> that's true, and uh, you know, I it's uh, it, it wasn't the way that he speaks when he's uh, you know got a a rally of handpicked people in the middle of the country, you know, to, you know, basically have a have a hootin' nanny and some hoop, uh, hootin' and hollering, but uh, it was just him looking right into a camera, and uh, I think he was very uncomfortable. Yeah. But he definitely, I, I know, there's no doubt in my mind, he sees that as a win. He's like, I did really well tonight, and uh, I think he's not going to be surprised. <laughs> what, does he, what does he not see as a win? Um, oh, a, a, a the, porta potty could the, fall on him, and he would take it as a win. Every, every day, you know, it's still it still uh, it chisels away a little bit in the back of it. He, he the fact that he didn't win the popular vote it drives him crazy. Yeah, and he if he could prove that there was voter fraud for the popular vote, and that's why you know, and it's like no, I won even bigger. Like that's I think that that's the thing that that's really got him you know driven. Can I correct yeah. myself? <clears throat> it was Lindsey Graham who said that. Immigrant Immigration is on the rise because our policies encourage it. Where you so got. you just fact-checked yourself. I did. I did. And uh, I wanted to put in one other fact. Mm-hmm. You know, Hannity was talking about 4,000 lives lost. And I talked about that there were 70,000 people that died from overdoses in 2017. I'm not sure if the 2018 numbers are out. But uh, 40,000 so people died from guns last year in the United States, according to the New York Times. So just some numbers to put this into context. But we don't need to we don't need to get on primetime television to talk about that. That's that's not what's important uh, as far as uh, President Trump is concerned. Um I I wanted to talk uh, a little bit about terrorists at the, the southern border. The new Congress uh and then also uh there's the new Senate and uh Juliet there's uh, the first video is uh just something that uh I feel like we can we can all enjoy a little bit of which uh, is uh, Mike Pence uh, swearing in uh, Kristen Cinema? Uh, mm-hmm. I think I'm saying her name mm-hmm. right. It's like going to a movie theater. Uh, just the uh, lack of comfort 
and just sort of the way his eyes are just uh, just trying to get through something. He's so uncomfortable. Uh, swearing well, do you want to explain in, why? What swearing <laughs> in uh, the first uh, openly bisexual member of Congress. And uh, also, he's alone with a woman for a moment, so that's already going to be something that makes him uncomfortable. And, uh, you know, there's uh, there's just a, there's just a lot to take in. And, uh, you know, I, I thought that when I just saw a still photograph, this wasn't that interesting. And then I saw the video, and I was just like, oh, yeah, he's... He's every bit as comfortable, as uncomfortable as as you would think he was, and uh, I I don't know. I just uh, thought that uh, thought that we should share it uh, with our our YouTube viewers. Um, Tamara, your thoughts as a, as a as a joke smith as you watch Mike Pence be uncomfortable and uh, awkwardly banter with uh, the lady who apparently also likes ladies in addition to the fellas. <laughs> to be fair, I think it's not that difficult to make Mike Pence uncomfortable. I mean, if he was in this room right now, he'd be uncomfortable. He would he's probably uncomfortable at a Chuck E. Cheese. Any place, any scenario you place Mike Pence, it would be like a fun... Somebody should make a color form, those kind of <laughs> old boards where you just like a cut out of Mike Pence and you place him in different scenarios and he looks... Unbelievably creeped it's, out in every it's kind of a great every idea, scenario. actually. The, yeah. the cardboard Mike Pence. Speaking to... of vice presidents, did you see vice? No. Oh, come no, on, no. people. I mean, you have two little kids. Maybe no. that's understandable. But Christian Bale won for his portrayal of Dick Cheney. He won a Golden Globe. You know, I mean, let's this be episode honest. of the Trump Report yeah. sponsored by Vice, directed yeah. by I mean, Adam he McKay. Didn't, he, he didn't win. In he, theaters didn't, now. he didn't win the real movie award. He won the Golden Globe. Okay, okay. so the Hollywood Foreign Press liked the movie. Okay. Um, I do like Christian, and Bella. I did too. Well, not um, as good as the Big Short, but well, that's that's why I don't want to see I didn't really like the book Big Short. Oh, I, uh, well, then maybe you'll like this more. I needed a nap in the middle, but anyway, oh my um, this one was long too, but well worth it. I think it's it's impressive that he looks like uh, Dick Cheney. I, I, you know, I, I, I'm impressed by that. Uh, Tamara, did you see Vice? I did not. Did you see Miami Vice ever? No. <laughs> really? Me I, I have. I worn, mean, that you should see. I have worn a white blazer and pushed the sleeves up. Right? Oh, I do that That's all the time. I've, I've, I've done that too. Oh, <laughs> come on. No, it was an '80s theme party. But anyway. Uh, I uh, wanted to, uh, you know, well, I guess the, there's uh, so much more to talk about in the in the weeks ahead. Um, but I guess one of the things that we should talk a little bit about is uh, the, uh, well, the uh, impeach the motherfucker comments about uh, President Trump that uh, it was, uh, I'm going to get her name wrong, aren't I? Rashida Tlaib? Tlaib, yeah. All right. Look at that. Good job. And I think I spelled it wrong in my notes, too, and I think I still got it right. Look at me. Um, and, you know, look, I, I don't think that anybody can, you know, get the vapors on my stars and garters. I can't believe that someone <laughs> would speak about the president like this at this point. But people still did. We got a little bit of that. Um, uh, at the same time, it's like, okay, I mean, it's, you know, there's, you know, it's, a, it's probably for other people to talk like that but if you want to be an elected official you want to talk like that i don't really think it's a big deal um do you think chelsea it would be a bigger deal if say it was 
not 10 years ago, 12, 13 years ago, and it was uh, President George W. Bush. So I'm you know, picking another Republican president. Well, Do you think at that time period people... It would after be much... seeing the movie Vice, I would agree with that sentiment. Sure, but that's that. I, at that time you couldn't have seen the movie Vice because it's right. from the future. Yeah, and the last true. time I checked, Time Traveler can't happen. Although I do know Doctor Who Geek is in the chat, and I'm sorry to say the time travel can't happen because I'm sure I've made you very upset. But uh, do you think that it'd be a very different reaction if it? You know, I mean, is this just where we are now? Where you can, yeah, that's you can just call kind the of the temperature that it's been raised to. Yeah, I, not that it's a great thing, but I, I don't think it's worth. Any no, I mean, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna, you know, chastise her for saying it. You know, I mean, it's like I, I think that, uh, you know, if if the antithesis of uh, Schumer and Pelosi seeming really unnatural and uncomfortable is someone being as uh, plain spoken as that, I was like, we'll take that. And and I'm saying, regardless of party, is just somebody that's able to speak their mind and how they feel instead of you know, well. I think the aforementioned cardboard cutout of Mike Pence might have had more personality than Schumer and Pelosi, I'm just, just theoretically. Uh, what do you think, uh, Tamara? Do you think that motherfuckers should be impeached? <laughs> oh, is, is that my question? No, uh, not exactly, no. <laughs> just thought it was a funny Yes, I do it. think that, okay. that he should be impeached. But um, I don't think it, I, I, it's a shame that we've gotten to this point where a congressperson would, will say that... Um, yeah, we. I, I think we're all in agreement. We're in a climate where words like that are used now, and it's a shame. I don't think we should be there, and I don't know after after Donald Trump is no longer in office. I think we've established a new normal where things like this will just yeah. be said. And, and the, the, just the problem is that it, it overshadows the fact that it's like, oh, she's the first uh, Palestinian American woman to serve in the Congress, and you know, anytime somebody gets sworn in on something that's not the Bible that's always interesting because of how uncomfortable it makes people uh, you know they there's there was a lot more to the story but you know what I, I guess that's a great time to make a statement like that you know when there's already a lot of attention being paid for uh, this is who you are this is why it's unique you like yeah and look what I say about uh, about Trump I saw a breakdown of of congressional um, who who there's like um, Two Buddhists, um, two uh, two Hindi Congress people, um, two Native American women. Um, well, I don't think they. I mean, religion wise. Mm. Um, but what was interesting to me is that um, far more. I mean, I, it's like it's not surprising, but far more Democrats are just unaffiliated religiously than Republicans are majority um, Christian, and a few, just a couple Jews are Republican. But religious-wise, for uh, Democrats, also mostly Christian, also a lot more Jews um, than there's like two Muslims, two Hindi, two Buddhists, and then but then like a good, th- I want to say like a third were just non-affiliated, and I I just think that that's um, why in this day and age are only the Democrats unaffiliated to a religion? You know, it's just it's it's insane to me that Republicans well, I mean, are not allowed to be like, yeah, I'm agnostic or atheist I, I mean, or whatever. I, I, it doesn't I think, matter. I think in in a lot of districts that you know Republicans tend to do well, you need to be photographed and filmed. And you need to be seen going oh, to I, church. Oh, I 100 percent so understand it, it why. It makes a huge difference. I just, you know? I just, it just thinking about it, it just, it just blows my mind that you you mean to tell me that. We can't. It just seems so ridiculous in 2019 that in order to be elected to office, you have to claim a religion. 
I mean, I think you're absolutely right, uh, but uh, I think that uh, you know. And I'm a, and, and like I'm not anti-religion. I'm I think of myself as a spiritual person. Well, so you're I'm anti-Christmas. We already established that, so obviously. <laughs> because I took a Christian wants me to have my tree up all year round. Next year, I'll do Look, that. Just because but, you work with Santa doesn't mean that you need to take the tree down. Okay, you're right. I apologize, but um, anyway, I just I just find that so that's just crazy in this day and age. And uh, I guess the uh, the final point that we'll make, uh, and uh, thanks for thanks to Juliet for giving us a little extra time because we got a little bit of a late start. Uh, we'll uh, incorporate the video that we don't need any uh, audio for. That uh, it made the rounds. There was not really that much of a, of an uproar against it because, like I as I've mentioned, I follow a lot of uh, a lot of conservative uh, minded columnists and just uh, people on my Twitter just to see what's going on. This uh, Alexandria. Ocasio-Cortez video from college where she's dancing like if the kids in uh, in Breakfast Club. Uh, I was like, well, this is the first time I actually really like her. And I was like, this is great. This is fun. This is what people should do more of. And there weren't a lot of people, you know, making the point of like, oh, she does this. So obviously she shouldn't be an elected official. They already hated her, you know, so it didn't really change anything. Uh, I thought that... Uh, it was funny how much we saw it, though, you know, because they were just, like, really trying to make this a story. And, you know, I'm talking about it just because I think it's it's kind of silly yeah. that it, uh, you know. And, you know, she did some awkward dance moves in front of her office in the house after she was sworn in just to kind of be like, all right, whatever. I think it was one of those things that came up to further divide people because I feel like Democrats are like, who, what Republican, you're honestly going to be outraged by this. And then Republicans are like, no, we're not outraged by it. No, it just, (laughs) you know, like it's just, it just came out in order to just create more division. So yeah, I think, you know, because it wasn't, it wasn't like posted on like Breitbart.com. It was, I, I, it was like live leak or something. I don't even know what the website was. It wasn't a partisan website, but they clearly posted it like, Oh yeah, this is what's going to happen. And people are just like, no, I mean, she was just a kid, you know, it's not like she's didn't do those kinds of silly dances in college. I mean, which reminds me, well, now I am never running for office because I definitely have college dancing videos. She's, oh, lucky she's not holding actually, a but back in those days, back. but but back in those days, we didn't have smartphones in college, so maybe well, I'm but okay. She's like twelve, so obviously when she was in college, uh, no, she's she's twenty nine, right? Mm-hmm. I didn't want to misspeak there. Uh, yeah, but to, to Tamara's point, it's not like she's wasted at a party. You know this this isn't you know. Uh, but honestly, in this, in this day and age, I don't think that's going to matter. You know, if if she were drunk at a party ten years ago or whatever, then that only qualifies you to be on the Supreme Court. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Hey, speaking of the Supreme Court, you a little worried? You're nope. worried about your girl? Nope. Uh-uh. Missed her second day today. She's no; nope. those ribs are coming back better than ever. I, 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 I'm just saying that uh, I thought she would. I thought she'd be ready to. She'd be ready to work. She's fine. Um, but what I did want to talk about, and the reason why I showed the video anyway, is the uh, this idea that what you're getting a lot more attention of is she's saying that the wealthiest people should pay a 70% tax rate. And I feel like Chelsea would agree with that. Like, wealthy people should spend, like, more than half their money on taxes, right? I just don't understand any I, – I don't but pretend to understand these things. Let's remember <laughs> that what she is suggesting mm-hmm. is that people who earn over $10, 10 million million. Yeah. should – All of my friends – 
which is, and it wouldn't, if they earn 10 million, it's not that the whole 10 million would be taxed at 70%. Mm-hmm. It's that the first 10 million are, are taxed progressively, like, you know, mm-hmm. the rest. And then after that 10 million mark, then it would be 70%. I mean, I wouldn't be friends it's, with someone who has less than $10 million. So I'm talking about people with like a billion dollars. Also, this is, uh, Reagan proposed that people who earn over 200000 get taxed like 60%. So in the scheme of where this stands uh, over the last, you know, 40 years, this is not even that outrageous of of a... Yeah, we've had it. We've had it that high. We've had it higher, like in 90 percent. And also you have like, you know, some of the wealthiest, uh, you know, entertainers, mostly it's rock stars who become American citizens because in the UK it's like 90 percent. You know, after I don't know what the cutoff is, but there's there is literally a ninety percent tax rate over a certain amount. So if you're Paul McCartney or Robert Plant, you're like, ah, oh, yeah, I don't want to, I don't want to give all this money to taxes. When I go to America, where they let me keep all my rich guy money, um, but but, uh, I'm, but it's not something that I'm like, yes, enthusiastic about it. I think that we can do better with the money that we already have and then see if after that then we actually do need more. But I think that we should first focus on allocating our money to reflect more of our values, um, which for me largely means less on the military, more on education and infrastructure. But I think that we can have an effective, strong military and uh, decent infrastructure and education with the tax money that's already collected pre-Trump Tax education for public cuts. schools, not charter schools. Support LAUSD yes. teachers. Thank you for saying that. What what she should say is that what she wants to do with that higher tax rate is pay for the wall, and then people aren't going to know how to. You know, then nobody's going to know how to weigh in on her. You know, they're just going <laughs> to yeah. be like, oh, but I hate. It. Oh. Okay, so how? Okay, so we should. You know. We've got to clear up how we spend the money. Way too much, way too much goes to military, and there's a lot of things that should be, you know, straightened out. And then it's like, then after we're going to fund the military with the incomes of people who earn over $10 million. So if you really want the super-duper, over-the-top, crazy military, then we're going to have to— I like that idea. I think that's a good one. What do you think? He didn't hear you. I didn't because I was reading the chat. <laughs> okay. Oh, is there anything good in there? Uh, there's a... Anything appropriate, I should say, that you could repeat. Uh, Warren Buffett is uh, for that uh, high tax rate. <laughs> mm-hmm. And uh, and some communities live on rich people's property tax, like uh, Palo Alto. So, uh, you know, it's uh, there's uh, proof for that. But the point is, I, I was trying to say uh, about Reagan's uh, taxing the rich, it, uh, com- in comparison to AOC, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, is that... She's not that these these ideas are she that socialism craziness. It's like no, that's we've that's had that not before. That extreme. We've yeah. had right. far more extreme than that by a Republican politician. But so. she's also a, a freshman uh, representative uh, who has you know one vote. So, so according to Whoopi Goldberg, she's supposed to sit down and shut up and listen. Oh no, I'm not, I'm just saying there's only so much she can get done. Um, but you know, talking about these things, I think, serves the country because we should be talking about these things. Shouldn't we be just talking about how we should just dance like her more often? Wouldn't we be happier? Look how happy she is in that video. Just dancing. You know, I think even in the newer one where she's actually in her office, she's like, we actually look happy. You don't have to debate things. I think 2019 
should be the year of dance. Let us know what you think. You can comment on the in the chat or at Trump Report ABTV on Twitter. Uh, we went, we went, we started late, but then we went a little long, and uh, and yet we still didn't get to any of the issues that we always want to get to. But I think we did a good job in covering this speech tonight. Uh, I think that none of us were as awkward on television as the president, the Speaker of the House or the minority leader in the Senate. So I think we'll all give ourselves an A. <laughs> so thank you, Julia. <laughs> and our friend uh, Scott Moore couldn't be with us tonight because we're, it's literally past his bedtime. But we'll be back next Tuesday at 4 p.m. Pacific. Uh, until then, Chelsea, where do people find you? At Chelsea Glacia on Twitter. Tamara? Hey, you know what? Speaking of dance, look at my comedy dance troupe on YouTube called Liquid Feet. Wow. Nicely done. Is it feet like what you stand on or F-E-A-T? It's liquid feet. You dance on your feet. <laughs> Look, I don't know. I don't understand He's funny. Like, it might have been one of those things. It's like skills with up. a Z. I don't know. It's liquid feet. Anyway, thank you all for joining us. Thanks for the uh, very lively and distracting chat. Uh, we will see you all next Tuesday at 4 Pacific. Uh, thanks again, everyone. Have a great night. Bye. Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 